Welcome to the Bohemian Pursuit Podcast, set to unleash the creative in you. With your host, Mickey, aka Mix of the Comic, and Epi. Alright, welcome to another episode of Bohemian Pursuit. Today we have with us an Olympian Bohemian, who is Varun Thakur. He is uh, he's part of the India team. He's a professional sailor and has represented India in the Olympics 2020. Welcome to the show, Varun. Pleasure to be here, lads. Um... It's good to be here and let's uh, have a good chat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the conversation, Varun. You, you got the sailor lingo done, thanking us lads and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh, it's just a better way to approach both of you rather than just, you know. Enough, I, I mean, the sailing sailor lingo is just, I think it varies from the country and like, you know, which where they're from because some people say, hey, mate, some people are like, lads, what's up? Like, you know, it's really different. Yeah. In fact, when I reached out to you, you called me mate. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, exactly <laughs> what I'd expect. <laughs> yeah. No, but in India, it's kind of different because over here, everyone's like pretty respectful and they're like, hey, bye, kese ho. It's very different. Uh, but when, you, when you're like exposed to the Aussies or the Kiwis or the Europeans, everyone's like, hey, mate, how's it going? What's happening? Like, and we have an Aussie coach, so it's like a, pretty much he's like, hey, mate, like, what's happening? What are you guys doing? So that's so. Ah, so it becomes like your, a part of your lingo too. I mean, it's just that we're like together for a really long time through the year and uh, we kind of like, you know, just start speaking to each other the same way and the respect's mutual mutual up and down. So, I mean, even though he's like, I think 59 or 58, we just talk to him as if he's like a 35-year-old or 32-year-old. I mean, it's it's that easy, the conversation, and it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, having someone like that who's as chilled out as, you know, someone as young as us, it's, I think it's cool. Like, good, good team and good yeah. vibes, so... Exactly. I'm sure it helps in like growth and progress and all of that. Yeah. I mean, he's been like a massive father figure for us as well in terms of how we get on with our lives, how we approach it and, you know, the way we uh, plan, proceed and keep like, you know, doing things in the right way. So it's good to have someone who's as old, but as chill as well. Like he's not like a typical Indian parent, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So tell us a little bit about uh, professional sailing. You're like a professional sailor. I've never, I've never sailed in my life. I, let alone, I think I've been on a couple of boats. You know, little ding, dinghies. But yeah, take us through what is what is a professional sailor do? Um, so we are. I wouldn't say we're professionals, but we do it full time. We're semi pros because professionals get paid, and we're still not yet there where we get paid um, by a team or something like that. Eventually, in the next few years, hopefully, um, one of us do get picked up by a good team and all we start our own. Uh, but life as a sailor, how do I say it? Like, I mean, there's nothing much you can... It's just like every other sport. It's a mundane job. Like, people wouldn't would think like it's really fancy on the outside. But honestly, it's just the mundane things that we do every day, day in and day out just to make it second nature and like, you know, tell ourselves like, you know, in race mode that 
you know, we are focusing on way like because sailing has so many variables. There's so many other things to be focusing on, and like the technique, the maneuvers that you do just become second nature. So it's mundane job that we do passionately, and you know, we really enjoy it. So I I wouldn't say it's as bad as a nine to five. Maybe it isn't, or maybe it is, but uh, it is. Uh, it is that way, like you know, we we consider it a really like a important thing for us, and we go out and just do the same thing every day and get better and better and better. Because for people who don't know sailing, because eh, we're going with elements like the wind, the water, the variables are so high because every day is different, and one day the sea condition might be really flat, no wind, or really flat heavy wind big breeze or the there's big waves big chop one day chop light wind so the variables are so high that uh you really need to be on it all the time like keep on putting in the water time because one day when you're racing you'll have something similar and you can relate mentally so it's just these things that we go out and put in the time for because there'll be that one day where uh, you know you can relate and it'll be a click like you know you can just immediately get on it rather than reinventing the wheel and finding a technique that will be balancing like you know that will make the boat go faster so yeah that's basically is all your practice yeah is all your practice out in the uh, on the out in the water um not really like uh we put in majority of the time on the water because it's really physical really um endurance wise as well really high like we get race endurance or like you know sailing endurance like we call it so in that way we really like you know prefer the water time a little more but the gym sessions obviously are really important to build your strength and you know um because sometimes you're not going to be uh like sailing you're not going to lift heavy but in the gym you can like push yourself to like increase your max strength to a whole another level and uh, the weight that you're carrying which where we use ropes to pull the sail becomes lighter for us and you know the more i mean it's just more repetition but it becomes lighter and you can push for longer so yeah it's a big balance that way but uh, i would say the water time is far more valuable for us than the gym sessions so i mean given that there's no motor to the sail uh, as such all you, all you need is the wind in your body right like uh, to to move across from one point to the other yeah so wind we do require the water to float but <laughs> so wind water uh, the waves uh, and yeah our body weight basically so we've um, what the, are the two of you like on the on the on the sail? Like, what are the two of you? Uh, like, two, there are two people on the sail, right? And what are the two of you trying to do? Um. So, my role on the board, I'm a crew. Um, and uh, Gana, my teammate, is a helm. He steers. So, the to simplify it, uh, he steers the boat and places the boat in the right positions on the course. Uh to race and I control two sails, which is basically like the accelerator of if you compare it to a car. So I accelerate the boat, I control the acceleration and he controls the steering. 
in layman terms, but uh, it's a little more to go more in detail. Uh, he is more into the like you know getting the boat to go as fast as possible on a straight line, and me giving him the absolutely flat like the flattest boat he can get because flat and we have something called a center boat which sticks in the water which avoids the sideway drift so the more it's the straighter it is the more traction it gets in the water and you can move faster and there's less drag so um yeah it's just these sort of things that you know we really uh like him and i have to coordinate it's a lot of coordination a lot of communication between the both of us that goes on and on the boat the two of you have to work as one unit um like do you, like do you know exactly what he's going to do and what what like does he know what you're going to do and you'll react together in a particular situation so we have modes which we call it one is so he either says speed or he says height and i know what those two words mean so once so it's just so it's basically so we've simplified the complex bit into two words let's put it that way so uh, he wouldn't have to tell me more and i don't have to tell him more because uh, there's so many other variables going on when you're racing that i don't need to be like i just have to hear him say okay i'm going for speed now and i know what to do and when he says okay i'm going for height now i know what to do and i can give him feedback about mm, other things like how we're uh, looking on like the a, race course like a trustful sort of thing Uh, it's also because we've been sailing for 11 years together i mean it's a really long time a big journey a long journey we've done a lot together so uh yeah it's in that way everything's like coming together and now it's we're here and we just need to like keep leveling up slowly and get as much racing experience as possible to like know better the, our skills racing wise So, like, what what is the distance that you'll race? Um, uh, just take the Olympics for. Um. For so racing. Go. Sorry for. Um. So racing, that way, really depends on the wind, because so, so when you have lighter breeze, your boat's moving way slower. So the distance might come down to one mile, one nautical mile, which is about two kilometers, one leg. So. Um, so they try and put it down to a time limit of 25 minutes a race and we have three races a day on the water so um yeah so and we have like depends on the time if the distance is not that long it can be two loops so all so whenever we start sailing everyone starts on something called an upwind so going with up to the wind and big so for example the winds like blowing straight down on your face uh, a sailboat can't go straight into it because the wind won't hit the sails and you know you won't have movement because it'll just be like a flag basically it'll just be flapping because the wind's blowing that direction so we have an angle which is the optimum angle which is a 45 degree angle to the wind where the boat moves forward with that in that angle because it creates flow on the sails and the high pressure and the low pressure creates the lift lift as in forward motion for us it's the same principle as how uh, an airplane takes off 
exact same thing but for us it's vertical and for them it's horizontal so for us it creates forward motion and for them it creates lift so yeah uh, we have 45 degrees which we which is optimum and then uh, it's basically an angle sport so the wind has on few different days the wind does different things on few days it might be an oscillation where you have five degrees the wind swinging here and there and you kind of create like leverages by either going to one side or the other where when the angle goes either left or right or you can like use the leverage of the angle where your the wind changes and you know make your cross on get across on the other side to go around the mark like the mark which they put in for your upward leg so it's a very complex sport but uh, uh, like i'm sure it's like a little overwhelming when i'm explaining it but when once you sail you'll be able to understand a little more and i hope a lot of people how how do they yeah how how do they uh, like draw the track is is, is there so it's, uh, they like boys along so it's a free for all course where they have one top mark which we call the upwind mark where the wind is coming from the, in the direction of the wind and uh, you have to go around that so that's the goal and um, and the the tactics of sailing like how you win and all of that is based on these leverages that you create on the course and you know when you can cross and when you're on a good angle like we like we call it and there's something called a bad angle where you know sometimes you get caught out and you have to just like you know say okay screw this shit let's take our loss and like you know bank bank what you can basically you don't we're not in a casino where we roll the dice and just be like okay all or nothing it's nothing we can't do that cuz um the mentality as you become like you know more mature in sailing you like become very more like far more consolidated on your results you rather not gamble to win all the races but you prefer finishing second third second third and over a series which we have which is 12 to 15 races the lowest score wins so we prefer the seconds and thirds over the 1 and 10 and 1 and 10 so yeah the consistency is what uh, is really crucial for us you uh, you also you you represented india in oman right yes almost now yeah and that's uh, so i i really wanted to know you're from chennai yeah i'm uh, from chennai like is is sailing like a really big thing around in chennai do you see it like a big culture i think um the sailing community in india is really tiny um that's also because of the exposure that we have and i see it growing in the next 10 years i mean water sports is becoming the next big thing in india and i i can see it because um i'm very close to a surf school in chennai which is surf turf like really well associated with them and you know really tied to them and i've been seeing them grow over the years and a lot of other surf schools down south as well so i think water sport the culture is improving in india like people are not as scared and you know petrified like how they were mentally like oh my god there'll be a shark oh my god how you'll drown and you know things like that uh, the mentality is changing for us like you know and um, i see a big step happening but it is going to be over a 5 10 year period time like you know 5 years maybe 10 years we will see 
a large number of people going sailing but right now the community is really small and it is growing will grow and uh, hopefully um, with the way things are going and planned for us our school as well should be open so we intend on starting our own sailing school where you know where we teach people the right way of sailing tell them the right things and you know just introduce them to it we know it's their choice whether they want to take it up you know seriously do nationals become an international athlete or whatever they want to do but just to like expose the sport to them that it's available it's affordable and you know you can just come out say you want to go out with a bunch of friends instead of rather going out on a saturday evening on a sunday afternoon go out for a good sail have some fun and you know come back right and yeah can can you rent like uh, sailing equipment um or do you have to own it um there are people so currently we're in mumbai and a lot of mumbai people have this thing where you know you can rent a boat for a day and you know they teach you how to sail there are courses there's everything chennai we're still not yet into that culture uh it's slowly happening again but over here because it's mumbai like it's like the new york of india right now and um, everything is happening man like people are not missing an opportunity over here and they're really grabbing on to things where you know people i mean you need things to do honestly like i mean apart from just a saturday out saturday night out yeah it is fun but you can't keep doing it every weekend like so people are i yeah it gets mundane and then everyone over here like you know enjoys the um like you know the weekend sail where they come out with their family they come bring their dogs sometimes it's really cool like i mean i love it here and people i mean my friends are doing a really great job and people who want to go sailing in mumbai discover sailing india um they run a really good like you know program as well where you can just come speak to them book yourself a slot in go out sailing so shout out to shout out to sailing india discover sailing india <laughs> this kind of sailing in yeah yeah i think it's more like a question of accessibility like if if there is a if there is a path people will walk on it um so i i mean it's the same with like the skating community the more like the more skate parks there are uh the more skaters there will be or any any other community really like if you have more uh, like spaces to practice or spaces to do it um uh, they i mean people will gravitate towards it people i mean like curiosity drives people right um is that something that you've seen in the um yeah i mean mumbai scene i i actually don't know it in the mumbai scene but it's everyone's mentality like when you think about it um we all when we see something when it's accessible we would want to give a shot at it like at least just go have fun and i think that's what happened with sport in india like um cricket became really big because it was televised it was like everyone could go and play and um, at one point i think hockey was doing really well as well and then uh, hockey hit a slump because i don't know i think um i think it's not advertised as much i don't think it's advertised i also think it's the mentality of people like you know they see the indian cricket team doing really well and they think oh yeah even we can do it and you know they want to go and pursue it and you know push for that and 
the hockey team really fell and had a bad drought for like 40 years until now and i think as they started going down people started saying oh maybe this is a really hard sport or something like that like you know or the coaching or the anything i i'm not sure i'm assuming this as well but it it wasn't like you know the most favorite thing to do like i would like even for me as in school i used to play cricket but then it would just wasn't for me like i couldn't like i didn't enjoy it as much as i enjoy sailing but um i think that's the thing like when people find their um, like you know okay this is easier when they're seeing other people do it and you know more and more visual things i think they also want to get into it and you know put their effort put their mind and it, it's kind of a weird uh, world that we're living in right now yeah i mean when uh, growing up my my dad was uh, my dad was a national hockey player of india like it was big around uh, you know from where like obviously to me I, it was big because we i was always around these hockey players and these uh, practices and it 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 then after a certain point of time it's just become a very small community around india that you know very few people actually play hockey or actually enjoy playing hockey it's also because these guys like i i i mean what i think is uh, there's not too much money in it there's not too much money poured into this you know a lot of people are driven also by a little bit of the money aspect a little bit of the fame right so there's not too much put into the into the sport but the sport is brilliant on its own right i'm and i'm pretty sure that's same about sailing too i mean that it's a lot cooler to sail uh than you know to do just say something mundane every day right or follow uh follow a pursuit that everybody else is following just because somebody is doing it i mean i i think people gravitate to like uh in a shit that's cool or like unconventional stuff right like um i mean like that that's why the whole skating community is 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 just like a i mean so it's grown so organically like there's it's not like there's advertisements for skateboarders or there's advertisements for like i mean of course the community does some some building but it's all organic and it's 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 beautiful to see like the more the more people that like try it on their own the more visibility that it gets Uh, the easier it becomes i mean and maybe that's why cricket does so well because you can literally pick up a stick and you you, you all you really need is like is a bat and a ball and you can play cricket right i mean again with basketball if you think about any any other sport with a hockey with hockey you have to get the specific hockey stick and a hockey ball or with a, and you need the goals or whatever you basketball you need the rings and i think the yeah the more complex it gets the the harder it is for people to get into the get into the sport maybe that's why cricket does so well because it's easier for people to get into it i also think it's a pretty easy sport to play in terms of uh, <laughs> 100% yeah, like i i think accessibility of playing like i mean you wouldn't be the best because i'm not even joking those guys like virat ms uh rohit sharma are all on a different league like they are phenomenal athletes no credits taken away from them but i think just to play cricket in general there's no there's not much you need to learn like apart from like you know how to swing a bat properly uh, and timing but uh, i'm sure there's a lot yeah like a lot more skills required as well on that on that front but yeah like you said essentially it's a three person sport 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, one dude, just watch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I actually don't want to like put any sport down because um, yeah, 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 it, uh, it, it is, it is, it is a task it, to you know to yeah, master a certain. Because yeah. everyone goes through a struggle, yeah. everyone goes through a grind to um. Like put put in the effort, like in whatever they love or whatever they pursue to become or you know do, which I find is really cool. Like I mean, I I have massive respect for all the guys. Like especially like I had the opportunity to like you know interact with all these athletes at the Olympic Village and you know speak to them really like deeply and you know find out what their grind, their hustle, their struggle, like everything and. It's so relatable because on different scenarios, but what they their mindset, the way they approach things, and it was so nice to just like you know actually feel like you're heard and you're felt. Like you know, people actually feel the same things that you know I was going through at one point, or you know, things like that. Because when I talk to a normal person, it's it's kind of hard because I they'll be like, oh yeah, I understand, and in my head I'm like. Okay, do you really understand what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, what was what was that like, dude? Like, sorry, I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but what is the what is that whole Olympics like? The that uh, that experience like? The um, how many days were you there for? Oh man, we we were the first team to reach there, so um, we were there for a really long time, twenty three days, I guess. The venue because but before anyone says anything um we weren't in the main village we were in a satellite village because our venue was at not near tokyo was in enoshima which is like 2 hour 30 minutes away from tokyo center so yeah i mean the whole experience was phenomenal something that i will always remember and cherish because it was the first of many and we were the first indian sailors to qualify and go there and i think we've done something which people have dreamt in the whole community to do so really happy for us like the whole team that went kana netra vishnu and myself like and the experience uh, man what i've learned in those 7 days of racing would have taken me one and a half years of training and racing otherwise If, so the standard and the quality was that high like something that you know even if you made one mistake you could see it like it wasn't forgiving and that's something which i felt like okay cool now this is an actual reality check to see where you actually are in the world and the amount of work that we need to put in the amount of time that you need to actually dedicate yourself to do to become a top 5 or top 3 aboard is insane like those guys who actually came there but it's also the history the culture of the country because they all come from massive sailing backgrounds where you know people are just sailing day in day out and knowledge is passed by generations and generations for us since we're kind of like the pioneers where you know we're we're still I'm trying to accumulate everything from all these people and their experiences. Uh, I guess we are a little bit on the back foot, but I'm sure we'll be able to catch up because now, since we have this whole Olympic exposure, 
know what it's like to be there, see it, live it. I dreamt about it as a kid millions of times. But uh, yeah, so that way I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I think 2024 is the next one that we're gunning for. And I think we'll be able to nail that as well. Do much better. Sounds good, bro. We're, we're all rooting for you, buddy. We're all rooting for you. Yeah, Shit. So, but what's the mentality like? Like, were you petrified when you saw all of these these big time sailors from New Zealand and Australia, and you know these these guys that have the wealth, the no, the, the the knowledge of sailing? Were I wasn't petrified. petrified. I actually, you know, you have this saying where your idols become your rivals. I think it comes in one of the Eminem songs. Uh, it was pretty much like that. Like it was because I used to look up to one of these one of the sailors over there. And uh, to race against him was phenomenal. And uh, yeah, it was just pretty much like that. Like, uh, I wasn't yeah, petrified. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, I mean, we've raced against them before, but to compete with them and to get there, like, they actually, the amount of respect that we earned in that two weeks, two and a half weeks, was pretty high. Because they came and like you know told our coach, oh my god, your boys have like improved so much, and you know they've become like really good and really fast and competitive as well. So yeah, it was pretty like motivational, I would say that you know you're getting these compliments from people that you know were in the sport, Olympic medalists as well, and uh, I think yeah. I, I wasn't. What are they doing differently, though? Like, why are they? Um, why are they? Why are they? Why are they ahead? Man, in India, we have something called a crab mentality. I call it. Okay. Oh no, not this! I've heard of this. I don't want to. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, Is that it? It's the absolute simple situation of India. We are so jealous of that one person at the top. We don't want to better ourselves to reach them. If we always want to, to pull them down. it's easier to pull them down and look for that one thing where they mess up. It's that's that's as simple as I'm going to make it. I mean, I'm being a very realistic person at this point because yeah, yeah. there's no point sugarcoating what the world doesn't want to hear. Like it's this is the truth, man. It's the crap mentality, and I think. With that culture, their culture, and all of that, so they are just breathing down everyone's neck and saying, "Okay, I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to be better than you." And that's all they care about. They don't care like, <clears throat> "Oh my God, this guy is so good. Let's let's like you know do something to make his life harder. Let's like you know, like a stick a nail in that haystack and let him get pricked by it." Like, Matt, come on, you're. It's like healthy competition. Yeah, very healthy. unhealthy competition. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what it is. People respect you for who you are over there, and I think that's that's why they're so good, man. I mean, just period. And I think um, we will get there. I'm sure we will, but it takes the right set of people to be uh, aiming for the same thing. And once you know, they see this whole mentality change of that that set of people where they are just in that one, two, three, four, five positions uh, and the six, seven are not able to crack into that. I think that mentality will change. But till then, it's always going to be the same. It's 
just going to be the same thing where people are like you know they're just waiting for that one moment and uh yeah yeah dude you know what's really sad like the I'm, like all of these like you're doing something really bohemian like sailing maybe you're maybe in like point one not even point one but maybe less than that i don't know it's like a, such a small like portion of the population of india that are into that is into sailing and just like that there's so many of these different communities and they all exist in their silos and ideally you would like to have all of them mixing together and sharing knowledge and helping each other out and that sort of thing but what you what at least through the i mean through our uh, like interactions with people that are that exist in these silos what we started to see is a lot of them are so involved in those silos that they want to be on top of the silo and not they're not and they're not interested in uh, like seeing what else so like wh- how what can i learn from these people or what can i learn from the, those people more interested in like being at the top of that silo and i mean in the end it just doesn't work out well for the for the sport or the pursuit or the art or you know and uh, yeah overall that's uh, it's really sad to watch people do that to themselves i mean i mean whether you do it consciously unconsciously that's the uh, that's the outcome of you know those actions yeah i agree with you like 100% on that because um uh, like uh to i always like for me as a like sailing um for me being on top is actually much harder like i can feel it because when you're like leading an event you're more you're more under pressure to like you know do things and yeah, there's like a target on your back that yeah, sort of thing yeah it's sort of like that and when you're behind attacking is so much more like you know like it feels better easier. it feels like the hunt is actually easier and uh, people like i think just uh, don't get that mindset very easily like as well like to stay on top takes a different like you know ball game where you know you have to do the same things i with the mindset saying that you're not that good and like you said like um, people um just like for india it's just the crab mentality for the people behind but they just they like you said they always want to be on top because they enjoy the power they enjoy that fame but they they don't want to really work that ladder up they rather just pull someone to get on top and that's what i I've, i've noticed it i've seen it happen as well but i think it's going to be a long time to change that mentality because i think that's all we've been seeing with everything whatever we've surrounded ourselves by the best that you can do at this moment is try to like grow it grow the sport grow like do what you can with the i mean with the situation that you're in i guess yeah 100% just uh, do the same thing do good be happy keep everyone like happy around you as well just tell them like you know stay away from political shit be neutral like it's as simple as it gets man i mean life can't be like you can't complicate it putting yourself in that hole where you know you and i think as a sailor and as an 
like an athlete i actually want to bring uplift everyone and you know bring them on a different level where they are pushing us as well because it helps us stay at that level where you know we're really grinding and you know putting that effort because right now every time i get an opportunity i want to run away from here go train in europe and um just put my time there because those guys are really like you know just pushing every day pushing each other like it's really healthy like you can feel that you know they are really healthy with the way they approach things and you know after that it's just fun chill on the water it's serious but after that you know they actually help each other they share a lot of observations that they you know the communication of observations is very different so yeah i hope that you know i can make a, a little bit of an impact in this uh, community where you know i'm actually helping people like you know get that knowledge and you know change their whole ideology about you know i want to be there but i will do something to him and be there not that i just work hard put in the hours and i don't think i i think that will be good enough for you know most of these kids out there uh, yeah just like you know change their approach in life and come up there so like uh, winning the jakarta 2018 asian uh sailing uh, you you want to asian games yeah, yeah 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 in the asian games that must have changed a lot for you like from then right uh, like people around you did they see you differently or was it just like an everyday thing man <laughs> honestly uh i think the olympics changed a lot more um people who i've not spoken to in years started messaging me and you know talking to me <laughs> and uh, it was kind of like you know i i saw it coming because i worked with uh, a really nice sports psychologist as well and a psychologist in general who told me like you know whatever you do in life like um you're going to work hard you re- you reach like you know fame this that anything money you get all the money in the world but the true people are the ones who stood with you when you were nothing absolutely in the rut and you know i think that's what really I actually never felt a change after the Asian Games because winning that was, um, we actually didn't deserve the bronze. We deserved better. We were put in a situation where uh, we didn't have a medal on the last race. Yeah, I'll explain the whole situation to you guys once I'm done. But um, and yeah, we fought back and won a bronze. So. <clears throat> uh the whole story was we were in the regatta 14 races in a 15 race regatta and uh, we had one race to go and the, on the 14th race we actually won that race and uh we were in sitting comfortably in second like you know whatever happens second is ours and uh, sure shots the lower but gold was up for grabs so the third place was i think the oman team where uh and the first was the japanese and there was this like it was a funny situation like uh, in the rules so we have a bunch of rules where we what we sail by and the number 1 team and the number 3 so the number 3 team we went ahead of them and you know made a maneuver and they started like screaming saying we fouled them or whatever and they so after all these incidents uh because you can't do 
fight it on water you come back and you have a protest as well so you fill in a form and it goes to a jury and then you sit in front of them and then you uh speak to them and say like you know this was the situation uh and x y and z like they they you go to them and then they make a call so the number 3 team and the number 1 team got together cooked up a story and then went and told the jury word to word that this is what happened and because we didn't have a witness uh yeah it was chaos and we were we were pushed to fourth we got a disqualification and that's sex- so there's no cameras around no because no, it's like- open water right so it's really hard to film and record but at the olympics it was different <clears throat> but uh, these guys uh, yeah so all this was happening and uh, so the number one team secured their gold with us getting disqualified because he had to do it otherwise he's still under yeah, you know pressure okay. and um, yeah so then that went on and then we were fourth and then the last day we basically if we finish first and uh put two boats between us we'll win silver and if we put one boat in between us we win bronze so that was the that was the situation that we were in so the uh, the oman and korea the guys who finished second i mean the guy who finished second and fourth uh had to be three and below for us to win a medal so yeah we sailed an absolutely blinder of a race because i still remember the race mentally really well um around the first mark we were first oman was fifth and the koreans were fourth and we had two exactly the two boats that we needed in between but uh because it was really choppy and windy the thai boys uh, the thailand team capsized and we lost one otherwise we were back to silver but we managed to finish i mean in bronze but again like we still not i mean a result that we didn't want but it's better than no medal i would say at that stage so yeah they must have been slacking off towards the end when they realized they were going to win anyway yeah? um no man so we basically sailed the race really well where from start uh, we were always on top so giving them really bad wind the whole upwind so where so you can you can control that too you can make it difficult for yeah, 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 uh, them yeah 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 for sure like so you create like an obstruction in uh, front so of them so you just create a uh, dirty wind like we call it in sailing where Maybe. you're not getting true direct wind onto your sails it's hitting our sails and you're getting that you know a little disturbed wind it's same yeah same like f1 man it sailing and f1 exactly like f1 sailing and yeah, f1 yeah. aerodynamically is the same okay is do you have like drs as well no uh we have like of like we have a front sail and a back sail where we control and it's like the front wing and the back wing to get balance on the boat and stuff like that so yeah we positioned ourselves in such a way and got like a blinder of a start where we were always on the koreans and the omanian guys because they were fighting for a medal and we were like just like there and making sure that you know we disturb both of them and they both fall behind and we can squeeze in those other boats in between so we did set ourselves really well and it was actually a pretty cool race because um, we were so happy we were fast and because the japs won gold they didn't even bother coming out sailing that day 
they packed up and gone but if <laughs> the japs were there we we would have won silver because they were also a pretty quick boat and um yeah it was a bit of a like you know i would say a scam <laughs> yeah, but it is what it is and you know we did what we could and yeah we brought home bronze so nothing uh <laughs> nothing really special i would say i think a gold would have been cooler <laughs> for sure so like is this is this sport dangerous though like you know capsizing midway through and uh, you have, i'm pretty sure they're like what about uh, 10 boats racing each other um at the olympics athlete had 19 and uh, um and i think uh, vishnu who sails the single hander had 45 i think or, or 40 i'm not sure or 35 so it's a lot of boats but um, it's not dangerous at all man i mean there's a set of rules that you follow and there's so much respect for one another on the water where you don't want to like you know unless it's something that you can't control you'll often see a big crash but otherwise it's just minor like you know like you'll just about miss him and you know things because it's not ocean racing once you get into ocean racing and stuff it's a whole different ball game where you know you're like thrown out into those rough seas and conditions and you might get hit by a storm one day and you still have to be racing so that is dangerous ish like even then it's like a controlled danger where you're making like you know the right choices to be as safe as possible but make the best use out of it so for us it's very healthy where you know you kind of respect each other and you don't get into that you know you don't hurt someone because it's you're putting yourself in danger and them so that way the danger is completely out of it yeah right crazy so like uh, what what what's the what's the hustle but to like for you uh, what was the hustle getting into sailing you're 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 a boy from chennai uh, I, i i read a little bit about you you're not too good with the uh, with with studying as you you stated <laughs> so i just wanted to know how how do you get into sailing did, did someone just did you were you interested oh man uh, education somebody, is something or... that um, just doesn't get along with me <laughs> <laughs> um uh, man no, but uh, was there somebody that you saw like as a as a kid was there like that one fisherman out on uh, marina beach nah, uh actually my dad uh, introduced my sister and myself to it because he had the opportunity to like you know go through it and you know he's been sailing much before and the first time i was introduced to it i did sail for a while like all of us like my sister as well and um I kind of took a break as well and like once I was 7 I went played cricket and yeah I did the normal mundane stuff <laughs> the routine <laughs> stuff that a kid does but uh, bowling practice uh, no but I came back to the sport when I was like 10 and um I think also because the the Tamil Nadu Sailing Association where we started sailing got in more boats that we could go out individually and you know experience it and i still remember the first time i went out alone in the boat and i felt that speed and acceleration as a kid i i was like wow man this is for me <laughs> because i'm a real junkie for speed and like stuff like that like i love 
like fast cars as well but yeah i mean it was something that really attracted me was the speed and you know i was like okay cool i'm doing this by myself or oh, damn and uh, yeah that's what really hooked me onto it and uh, i think after the after that i was like okay i spent a year i trained hard, like train i didn't train hard but i trained as and i enjoyed it i had like a like the bunch of friends that i made in the sailing community we're still friends actually till today and you know we still keep in touch uh so whenever we are in different cities and all these guys are there we go and meet them have dinners and stuff um so yeah i think the whole it was everything the friends that we made the you know just that speed that i was having fun and then competing like i just love the factor of com- competition like you're just always competing and having fun and you know we and for us the racing was so healthy the competition was so healthy it was just for the simplest things in the world so as we came back to show so we used to have racing outside and the person who won the day like out of those races just had to come back to show and he gets priority on washing his boat first it was that simple oh. Like is, is that a thing? Washing your boat? <laughs> yeah, like That's... so. Basically, uh, salt water ruins sails and boats. So oh, we use fresh water, yeah. fresh water to rinse them off and you know make sure it's clean. So it was the competition was just so simple that even if you like you know you slacked in on your way in sailing, if the moment you reach so whoever has the pipe or was washing the boat has to give it to you like priority. <laughs> and there was like a like a set like you know 1 2 3 4 and whoever it went on that order so we basically fought for things like that like as a kid and the competition was so healthy that yeah it was fun like i mean every weekend was the same thing but with a bunch of friends i just going out racing come back you know just to wash your sail down first and you know get done with the day so yeah it was pretty much like this <clears throat> till i was like um 11 11 11 and 1/2 and then i went to singapore for a short uh, 15 day camp to just get more exposure about the sport kind of like so my parents and sister went on a holiday and i was sailing over there and i learned so much actually like technically and all of that that when i came back and i started like you know putting it into are you doing Are you doing this in like a kid size yeah so a really small boat a really really small boat okay, okay which okay, is okay. only Fine. for the people who sail like under 15 right and um, right. so yeah just had a blast like came back and started putting into play and yeah I managed to win my first event actually finished second in my first event and uh, was pretty cool like um, second event how did you get to sorry How, how did you get to how did you get to representing india and uh, competing at a national level so the national level it's a free for all because the community is so small uh, still and at that point like we had like i think 70 boats or 60 boats as kids like 60 kids on the water going sailing and uh, yeah so we just went out and i mean this nationals was there and we went for it my first national i finished i think third last or something or fourth last I still remember. I think forty second out of forty six, or forty four out of. You must have watched your boat. You must have watched your boat really late that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> or I never watched it at all, maybe. 
because <laughs> <laughs> it was that late. No, but um, yeah, so my first nationals went like that, and then I went out sailing again, came back to Singapore, came back from Singapore, started like like massive jump in technique and everything. And uh, yeah, managed to finish second the next event. And the biggest mistake I made was the next event saying that, oh, I was so good and I can win the next event. Fuck, I didn't do any training. <laughs> but a little cocky. Yeah, I just got a, I, I got a little bit too cocky and I got my ass whooped that event. <laughs> oh, man. It was a bitter, bitter, bitter feeling. Yeah, that sounds like a wake-up call. Yeah, been one of those wake-up yeah. calls. Yeah, it was a very, very bitter feeling. Um, but then, yeah, uh, I realized, like, you know, okay, shit, I did mess up really badly. Um, then, yeah, next year I won my nationals. My Whoa! Yeah, so I put the work in. And I won the... So I won 2008 in the under-15. Uh, 2009, I won on the under 18 category as well. So, because I jumped classes, I I grew really tall and I, I couldn't control my weight. Um, so yeah, I, I, that that happened. So it was puberty hit you. <laughs> it hit me uh, good, I guess. But I was a very skinny kid, um, and even now, uh, like I'm, this lockdown, I made a massive weight jump as well because uh, so sailing the 49ers since it's a two-man boat we have an ideal weight of about 160 to 165 and uh, I was I think at the Asian Games uh, 73 kilos 72 kilos and now I'm 83 to 86 so the lockdown I really put in the work made a massive weight jump for like six seven kilos at least eight kilos and yeah just like I would say it helped me this lockdown to like qualify uh, for the Olympics as well so yeah yeah nice dude like I'm I'm just thinking about it and uh, uh, you can't see the wind how the how the how the hell do you know uh, like what what you're supposed to do actually you can it's uh, no uh, so when you for ex- like you can use do this as an experiment as well so when you take or when you're drinking coffee or something hot when you blow in it you can see it forms ripples right okay for sure so when wind hits water it forms ripples where in the water yeah when it when yeah so when the wind hits the water it forms ripples and right, okay, so yeah. a dark so if the wind is like uh, has more pressure like it's coming down faster the ripples are darker and thicker and closer together and when it's away like it's lighter you have a little bit of a gap you can see it even in swimming pools where it's open space and there's wind blowing you can see these like tiny ripples that like you know form on the water and uh, when there's no wind you can see it like glass so you do see wind and that's one of the things that me and Gana communicate about because we look so far up the coast where you need to be like, okay, that's where we need to be going. And as the wind moves down, so on few days, the wind is really fast moving. On few days, you can actually see that pressure, what we call pressure, where we call the wind, moving slowly and we aim to be in that 
So that's what, like I said, the variables are so high because you're going against nature that you all these small things you do learn while you're learning sailing. Yeah, like you can't go into a. I'm pretty sure there are zones that you cannot drift into. Like I'm pretty sure there are dead zones where there's no air, where your boat's a lot slower. Um. Yeah, on few days you end up in positions like that. I mean, it's a race course, man. On a light wind day, uh, because it's so light, uh, the wind you have to be super sharp mentally, and you need to be really observant of you know seeing where the wind is. But um. we don't sail in really enclosed places as well we are out always on the sea as well like 95% of the time and uh, because of that there's wind almost everywhere it's just that if you're going 5 kilometers faster than the other boat you're doing greater distances and you're getting across faster so we are more aware of you know just getting that extra speed more than everybody else and putting ourselves because everyone's going for it it's just that who hits it first and where you want to hit the pressure and you can also see like because we've sailed for so long you can know what the wind is going to do just by looking at it the angle it hits you you'll either know if it's going to like you know go closer to the wind or it's going to go further away from the wind just by looking at the way the pressure is moving towards you so it's these really small fine refined details that you know we actually do while racing because that's when i said like you know if gana says i'm going for speed i'm actually looking at the wind and this being like okay bro um, you're going to be lifted on this one this pressure coming in uh, or he's going to like it depends like or we're doing something else tactically where i'm looking at the fleets and i'm like okay cool we look strong let's take our gain so we we do something called a tack which is turning the direction of the boat and take our gain and get across so that we secure that position and then something called a defensive where you tack back and to control the like you know the leverage so it's all these things that you know we try and put together on a race day did you and gana start out together oh so we started racing against each other as kids so me and him used to compete against each other in the under 15 boat um right and uh, so even he won i think he went to the asian games in 2010 the youngest athlete uh, to uh, be at the asian games in 2010 and yeah he's like he did really really well as well over there like uh, he finished i think the fifth or sixth if i'm not wrong which is pretty good um and then um we started sailing together right after he finished his uh, under 15 career so uh, in 2011 we got together as a team started sailing this boat called the 29er where you know it's the youth class for the feeder where what we sail at the olympics so it's much smaller but as like a little faster than the the youth i mean the under 15 boats like what's what's more difficult like you uh, when you're sailing so you said a lot of stuff you and gonna uh, communicate yeah so are you is it is it harder to sail alone or how hard is that work when you're sailing alone was that harder or do you think you need a partner to do it get through it uh both are equally hard man because you're doing the same job whether you do it alone or whether you're doing it together um because when you're 
sailing alone you have control of the steering and the sail so you don't need to tell yourself like you know okay i'm going to go over speed over here you just automatically do it but when you're sailing with someone else he has to like you know a little bit of communication is there that's the only thing that really varies in my perspective like it i i don't find it to be too much because again you're doing going to be doing the same tactical moves you're going to be looking for the same things as well so yeah i mean for me i think uh i would put both on the same uh, like you know equal i wouldn't say that you know sailing together i think the only thing that mm, sailing with someone else is the coordination and uh, the understanding of that person's mindset while racing because um he might want to be doing something else you might want something else so once he makes a call just believe in it and trust him and like you know taking the next few calls or if he doesn't know anything you can always rely on that person so so he's like like either of you all take a navigator's role like in uh, yeah like tactics tactics yeah so either of us one one calls it and um if he sees something that i don't he says okay but we got to do this we just do it like um there's nothing like you know this is your complete role or this is my complete role or something like that is, is do you have do you ever have like an experience that like bond, like brought you all two together like something that you all had to go through together uh, i mean something difficult that you all had to overcome together something stuck out that you know sticks out as a memory oh man we've been through so much dude <laughs> like um yeah i think we just we've been like um nothing like nothing big in the sailing thing but uh, there's just always that whole process of the cycle where like they put ourselves through and the ladder and you know the only good thing is that we did fight a little bit in between here and there but the whole thing that we have the same goal the same thing that one day we will bring back an olympic medal is on our mind that we're always like you know just it's on our mind like you know whatever happens whether we fight or have arguments on the water we're always like you know uh just we have that end goal in mind that we put aside all the rubbish and just be like okay we sit down after the whole heated moment and be like okay this is what i thought and this is what he thought and try and understand each other like we don't want like we want to listen to each other and you know know what his mindset was so i think in that way we were really like i think i think that's what i think our experience is my my journey with him is more like you know all of these things that you know uh what we go through is just all of these things like you know putting ourselves in these difficult situations and overcoming it and right and you know on and off the yeah on and off the water yeah. and even i think it's far more complex than that where when especially when we're competing it just you know that that killer mentality that you can share with someone and you're doing well and you can see performance i think it's like i think that's what's the whole uh, struggle i would say like you know when we say struggle i think that whole thing that you can see growth and climb the ranks i think i think that the whole thing is pretty cool So were you like a popular kid for sailing back in school? 
know, I, I think I was I think I was unknown man because it's an unknown sport. <laughs> I think the, I think the footballers go got uh, all the women and. Uh, Um, all the attention. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I I couldn't kick the ball. How many of those footballers represented India now? Well, <laughs> I, I I can't flex that hard as well. <laughs> uh, no man, do it, do it, dude. You're like you're you're a you you're literally one in a billion, dude. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't get ahead of myself. Um, I would I mean it is an absolute honor to represent this country like it is phenomenal like um to do what I'm doing and I'm really happy that I've got the opportunity to do it but I think I want to bring back a medal as well so I'm trying to be as humble as possible and you know just there's no point like uh, it is what it is bro like I, i like people just say like you know you've done this you've done that yeah man you've done it but it's what you do after like you know all of this that really counts and uh, i think that's what we are working towards and um, i wouldn't say like you know i wouldn't look down and say oh what are you doing now with your life i never do that <laughs> but Yeah, I can't flex a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of you wants to. Yeah, a little, a, a very tiny fraction. But my my flex is uh, I have an Olympic tattoo that you guys don't. <laughs> an Olympic tattoo. Yeah. What do you mean? So I got the Olympic rings tattooed on my uh, shoulder blade. So. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like only if you went to the Olympics, you get an Olympic tattoo. I think I think that's uh, pretty much said, right? <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, you'll just otherwise you'll just be having like some Audi car rings or Audi car rings on your back. Or <laughs> One of those Instagram. Uh, these are the rings I want. Posts. Uh, I actually, yeah, those are actually the rings that I, the rings. I, so I have that. Uh, I think I posted it as well one day. Rings women want, rings men want, and rings I want with the Olympic rings. <laughs> And you got them on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the six rings that I want. <laughs> the five rings. Oh, five rings! Shit. <laughs> so, um, so Varun, what would you, what would you tell somebody? Uh, how would you inspire one of these kids or one of us to pick up sailing? Just come and experience it. It'll win your heart by itself. Like I, I would never say anything like you know you need to be focused, you need to be driven, you need to be all of that. because as long as you enjoy what it what you do like i do i enjoy sailing first because the day i don't enjoy it is the day i decide that okay i'm going to stop um but i think the sport will creep into you will crawl on you because it's so i mean you're so close to nature man you wouldn't believe the amount of beauty that you can see out there in the ocean and some days when we go out sailing we're so lucky to be sailing with dolphins near us and uh it's phenomenal like uh, we've seen turtles we've seen like you name it fishes jumping up and like you know off the out of the water and it's so beautiful that you you will like if you're a water lover and you love like you know being out there and you're actually an ant in the ocean but it's just so vast and it's so beautiful that it will creep on to you so i would just say try it there's no point there's no nothing dangerous that will happen um uh, you will if it if you love it 
If you don't like it once, try it again, and then make your mind up. <laughs> give, give it three times. Give it. Give it three yeah, times. give it three shots <laughs> if you want. And where would you like uh, sailing? Um, where would you like to like sailing in India to go as a as a sport? I would actually love it to be like a weekend getaway for a family. If it reaches that level, I think we right. we will be one of the strongest sailing culture nature like nations in the world because. Imagine waking up or going out sailing the previous night, waking up and having breakfast in the middle of the ocean with your family. Yeah, sounds like a dream. <laughs> it, it actually sounds cool. Like, I mean, I know a lot of families who've done that, spoken to them, and it's so cool because uh, you're just, you know, just waking up one day. How do you, how do you do that? Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying in a racing boat. But okay, okay, in a okay, really okay. in a in a in a cruising boat where you're just going out there and enjoying. I see something. what you mean. Yeah, I, I think that would be like really cool. And um, you guys can, if I don't know where you boys are from, but uh, <laughs> we're from Bangalore. Oh, Bangalore. So when you do come to there's Chennai, no, no water. <laughs> when you do come to Chennai uh, or Mumbai, go sailing. Something to do. Oh, try so. Hopefully, we come sailing. You sometime. Yeah, hundred percent. You guys if are more than welcome. You guys are more than welcome. I, if we're here, I'd be here, like wherever we meet, either Chennai or Mumbai, you're more than welcome. But Chennai is more beautiful. It's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> it's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, the the water in Mumbai is pretty bad. Like, uh, and I really think that um, as people, we should do something about it and um, put an end to you know. This whole plastic dumpage in the water because it's really oh, shit. Yeah, you're so close to the ocean, so close to the water. Have you seen like really, like signs of like de- deterioration of the? Of the uh, it's horrible. Some days, I really like. I feel bad. Like I, I've seen thick oil leakages as well. I've seen truckloads of plastic on few days, just washed up on shore, and it's something that I wish uh, like i wish i can like you know tell people not to do it but we're trying our best but uh, as a community and if we can start something that you know has a movement to help these people like you know just go and throw it in the dustbin or put it don't throw it in the water would be massive changes because yeah a lot of sea life everything is getting like destroyed because of it and i think we Sorry, we as humans can really make a big impact on it and make that change. Yeah, we need to be more responsible. Yeah, I mean, it's some. I mean, especially because that's our playground, and you know where we have the most fun. Uh, if we got to respect it and you know just do something back. So I'm actually sitting and having a chat because uh, one of my friends uh, has a recycled plastic company where they take plastic. And they make furniture right now, plastic furniture, recycled plastic furniture. So we're thinking um, to do something with um, surfboards, like take recycled plastic and make surfboards for people to go learning surfing on. So we've Shit. come up with the idea, and uh, yes, man. yeah, so just uh, do something like this because uh, whatever we can collect instead of going back into the whole cycle of dumping it somewhere. If you can like recycle it and you know uh, do something with it or make products, yeah, yeah, make products or whatever we can make with it, I think 
that would be like a massive change and our coastline is massive as well in india that you can imagine the amount of junk that's actually going in there and i hope uh, people listening to this make that little bit of an effort to uh, you know just help out and or educate people that you know around them just not to do it so i think that'll be cool as well yeah fair enough man thanks for thanks for saying that now i think i think i should because it's again like i said it's uh it's your playground it's our playground and imagine people are throwing plastic into, into like cricket stadiums yeah. and... <laughs> that'll be chaos. Yeah, cricket ground right? no it's yeah, always become a big deal yeah i think even uh, as the sailors all around the world uh we have this community which is called sailors for the sea where we go out so every venue that we go to uh we do this thing where we all go around the beach or venue and collect all the plastic that's on the floor and you know like post a picture saying that this is what uh, you guys are like throwing into the ocean please be aware of it and stuff like that so it is like all the sailors are already doing something about it and i think since we are in india uh, and we are sailing we should do something about like i should and as well as the rest of the sailors should do something about it so this is a great platform i'm sure it reaches a lot of people and uh, i hope they if they do listen to this they do their bit as well and you know we can save stop throwing your garbage into his playground <laughs> 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 All right, but uh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure, pleasure, and an honor to host you uh, today on the Bohemian Pursuits. You are a true Bohemian, and we hope to have you back again soon. Into that, but yeah, it was awesome being here, man. Nice chatting with you guys, and until next time. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Cheers, boys. Yeah, Bohemian Pursuits podcast. So tune in, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you can catch us there. See you all. Cheers.